You're listening to an encore presentation of Faith and Family. You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. What's that relationship between school and parent? We're going to talk about that today with Dr. Rebecca Schmidt, Associate Director for Lutheran Schools, uh, school ministry here at the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Becky, welcome back to Faith and Family. Thanks, Andy. It's always my pleasure to be here. And what a great topic, one near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit about, I know we've talked about this before, your background in education and and your path to coming here to the International Center and and, and working with uh, others in LCMS schools here at the IC, working with Terry Schmidt, the the director here. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your background as an educator, a teacher, a a principal, right, as well? Yes, both. Mm -hmm. All of the above. Well, let's talk about the, those early years when you were first teaching and you were so excited about being a teacher. <laughs> well, I actually began uh, my my career in education in an early childhood center, and I was a, a four-year-old lead teacher mm-hmm. and uh, worked worked in that area, welcoming children, getting to know parents, and, and actually that foundation has been uh, an excellent uh preparation for uh, the following experiences that I mm-hmm. had as a uh, teaching uh, in kindergarten, working as director teacher and then principal um, in in three different schools and then on to the International Center. Your work as an educator, you do all this, you do your education, you're, you're four years plus to prepare to be a teacher. <laughs> and, and then I'm sure have obviously have gone on for more education as an educator. Uh, now, Dr. Rebecca Schmidt uh, <laughs> and all this study, this education focused on teaching a child. How much of that time uh, in education as an educator prepares you to work with parents, to engage parents, to to partner with parents in teaching their children? <laughs> you know, that's a great question, Andy. And and as I think about it, uh, our preparation focuses on uh, very strongly on what children should know mm-hmm. and the method, methodology for teaching children. Um, but we we find and we know from our own experience as educators, as as parents ourselves, that that um, engaging a child's parent is is first and foremost and such a crucial part of the educational experience mm-hmm. for families. Did when did when did children come into the picture in the the Schmidt family? Had you been a teacher for a while? I I not well about three years. Mm-hmm. So I at at that time I had had worked in the child care center for two years and had and then had been involved in serving in a kindergarten uh, classroom when when I had my first child. So children come into the, the Schmidt family, and uh, how did that change your perspective as an educator, uh, having children in your own family? <laughs> did well, it change your perspective? Well, I think it did. Uh, <laughs> certainly uh, a, much, uh, a much greater understanding and empathy for parents mm-hmm. and uh, being... Uh, highly organized in the classroom <laughs> and then being at home and uh, and uh, managing a child's relationship and everything that happens before that child reaches the door is it was probably <laughs> one of my better educational moments. <laughs> and so when we when we look at that, we we reflect and think, how can we make this uh, transition um, from home to school? Mm-hmm. And what are what are the ways that that strengthen that relationship? 
relationship. That's the word that keeps coming up over and over again. Why are relationships key? Why are they important in education? Well, imagine this. And just as you had asked me, Andy, imagine this is your first child mm-hmm. and your child's first experience in a, in a preschool. Or if you're, you have older children, it's their first day of school in a new school. And uh, it isn't an, an in instant mm-hmm. uh, acceptance and it takes much, much uh, preparation. It takes uh, time and it takes caring teachers to mm-hmm. make that all work. Absolutely. I know for us, I mean, we are, um, this coming spring, I think we'll be one year into preschool. Um, our son started around 18 months and, uh, he, he was the young one in the class, you know, in his, his two year old class, he was the young (laughs) one and kind of the somewhat shy. Um, and, uh, so he's in the same class this year, this academic year. And, um, so he's the older one. He's He's been there for a while. He knows how things work on the playground. He knows how, you know, how things go in the the second grade or in the, the, I'm sorry, in the two-year-old class, the busy birds. And um, (laughs) he knows how that works. And so there's a new incoming freshman class, if you will, of of new preschoolers, those 18 months around there coming in. And we can see uh, the teachers and and, uh, my wife and I can see how, he's changed in the classroom a little bit now that he's one of the older kids and he knows a little bit more about the culture of the classroom and it's kind of taking the lead on some things. It's kind of interesting how, uh, just how those relationships have developed in the classroom relationships with the teachers, with the other kids. And certainly obviously with us as, as parents as well, how he's stepping up. Well, the great part about this, Andy, is you've been able to reflect on that and experience, um, uh, what your son's experience was in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And, and that doesn't happen by accident. The fact that you were able to talk about um, how he's grown mm-hmm. and, and where he was when he began and where he is now. Lots of conversations have happened with your school and your school has done a good job of preparing mm-hmm. and allowing that conversation to happen and, and, and to assure about benchmarks and, mm-hmm. and progress and adjustment and, and all of the aspects of caring for a whole child. So in, when we look at these kinds of things, we look at how, does, how do we build a trusting relationship and, and for you to feel comfortable knowing that your son is being well cared for mm-hmm. in, in um, a safe, loving, and Christian environment is, is pretty critical. Absolutely. And, and so we start at the beginning. All of these foundations are built before, uh, before either parent or child sets foot on a school's campus. So those first impressions are mm-hmm. important. And... And each of these pieces, there there are systems in place that that will help build that relationship. A first impression: How did you find out about the school? Mm-hmm. Is the word of mouth positive? Um, did uh, you? Mm-hmm. A school's reputation in a community is is worth a lot, isn't it? It absolutely is, and and it's supported in a number of ways. Uh, what was the phone call like when you called to request a visit or a tour and? And was the school organized? Was the material organized? Was your greeting uh, uh, warm and welcoming and inviting and purposeful? 
was the um, was the site clean and attractive and and also inviting, and so all of these pieces are helping you to build build that relationship, and uh, and and more importantly in that, did you have a good feeling about the staff? Was the was the school administrator, the principal, or the director asking questions about your family and getting to know more about your son and, and the things that you're looking for? And then that follows up with, with uh, how, how did the visit go? And it, and it really just is, is very, very important um, in, in all, of, all of those steps. Sure. That, that's kind of the beginning of the relationship. It starts with some, you find out about this school somehow, whether it's through word of mouth, somebody in the community, um, or you, you find out because you're looking for it specifically online or in a directory or something like that, and you find uh, this school. That, but that initial, that first impression is, is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So once you're established at your school... Um, there are many, many other small, subtle components that, that also create that invitational setting. Uh, a home visit, maybe, perhaps, mm-hmm. by your uh, a parent. Which is something I think, as a Lutheran in, in Lutheran education, is perhaps maybe unique to us. I don't know, not entirely, but I, I, don't, I don't ever recall seeing that in any other education setting but you know as a student who who went to public school most of my life home home visits were just unheard of in the, in the public school setting so i think that for us that that's something that's unique and perhaps foreign to some families that might be a shock to some families who are new to lutheran schools and i think the key is is adjusting the home visit is a powerful uh, experience for the child, for the parent, and for the teacher. Mm-hmm. Everybody gains in in uh, being able to visit ahead of time. Now, as a teacher making a home visit, are you just looking to see how clean our house is? <laughs> I'm looking to see what kind of treats you serve. Also, <laughs> but uh, the the most, and of course, we laugh about those things. But uh, those are the fears, legitimate fears of some parents. Oh my goodness! They're going to see how messy my house is. Well, well if and- you have a toddler. <laughs> Well, we, we, we always take the oath. I promise not, not to report anything that's said here if you promise not to report anything that's said here. But that, uh, but that home visit is so powerful for children. Mm-hmm. And in my, in my own children's experience, they looked forward to the time that the teacher would visit. Um, today, we have many options that accomplish the same purpose. Perhaps it, it's a visit to the classroom ahead of time with a, an opportunity for the child and teacher and parent to just visit and and uh, explore the classroom, drop off supplies. Um, and so the importance is the connection, the connection before the first day. And how do we help uh children and families become acquainted with the classroom and routines and and it's uh it it, these are great ways uh to do that can we go back to the home visit for a minute to alleviate some fears i know we were joking about it's not about how clean your home is what are some what are some of the typical things that you would do as a teacher in a home visit just to help parents who are new to Lutheran schools uh, or new parents understand that what's going to happen in a home visit so that they're not afraid about the the teacher coming to our house. (laughs) 
I would just use it as a chance to just get to know you. Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, I would bring something for uh, the child to have and to hang on onto their refrigerator. I love to bring clips. This is for your artwork that you'll be bringing home and and special things that you're doing. Um, This is a time I would leave contact information and, and, uh, and uh, a monthly calendar mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and talk about um, what parents can do to support their child's education. Lots of it is just questioning, answers mm-hmm. and questions. And, and of course, that uh, a child usually has something special they want to show the teacher. And, sure. and so that takes time to pet I or have something, yeah. Rubbed many dogs' ears and cats' ears, and <laughs> and, uh, and 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 visited many special places, inside mm-hmm. and outside. I think for a parent, this also serves as the foundation for that dialogue, that ongoing dialogue between parent and and teacher. Don't you think that that begins? You learn each other's communication style a little bit in that conversation. This this kind of one on one time, or well, you know, family time uh, together with the teacher. That really can create the foundation for that ongoing, hopefully ongoing dialogue. It does, and it continues on through the year. And this is a great time to do this because it's uh, it's getting acquainted. It's it's sharing uh, with each other, and it build it starts that relationship. So when later, if there if there is a need to get together about a conference or mm-hmm. a specific uh, activity in the classroom, that foundation is there, and and you exchange ways to how best to contact us, and it may be by email, it may be face to face, it mm-hmm. may be by a phone call, and and you're really getting getting to know how best that we can work together to serve this child that we're going to share for the year. Mm. <laughs> Certainly sharing in that, that. Yep, you're right. That's a partnership. It absolutely is. All right. So home visits, uh, and you said maybe even making a visit to the classroom beforehand is, is certainly another helpful way to to learn more, help your child make that adjustment to absolutely. the classroom. Help, help the parent make the adjustment. <laughs> absolutely. And there's many different ways that takes place. It can be popsicles on the playground. Who could resist that? Uh, uh a, a chance to to get out and exercise, and then everybody shares a popsicle on the mm-hmm. way home. Um, but another another thing that we like to do is to connect a mentor family, especially with new families. And this is this is uh, an experienced family that knows the ins and outs uh, of a school. And when you're new, everything is a question. <laughs> and and as hard as we try from the school side of things, we try to be clear about communication. But it just what seems perfectly clear to us doesn't always seem clear to a family. So here's a number you can can call and say, well, I, I don't know what that faith family is. What Am I supposed to do something with that? And here's someone who can say, well, this is how it works and, and mm-hmm. what your child will experience. And, and, uh, and do I need to bring anything? No, the teacher <laughs> will take care of it. And so these are ways. And then additionally, this mentor family connects people to events and helps them get started, introduces them to other people, because our goal really is that they connect to the whole community, not just to the teacher. Mm-hmm. And and that that this becomes a place where um, 
they feel welcome and, and more importantly, engaged. I'm glad you brought up the million-dollar question when it comes to a school function. Do I need to bring anything? And does it need to be homemade or can it be store-bought? <laughs> <laughs> and that having that mentor family, you can ask that question without judgment, right? <laughs> well, so, so often... Um, a family might think, well, this is such a silly question. I should know the answer, or I don't want to bother the teacher, or I don't want to bother the principal. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, but, but we need to have, um, but we need to know. And sure. so we, we want those communication pieces to be in multiple forms. Mm-hmm. And, and that's important too. Great idea. Mentor families. I love it. How about that first day of school? What happens on that first day of school? I know for some families, it's especially, you know, preschool or kindergarten, that first day of school can be kind of an anxious time. It is. And and uh, those are probably my two favorite days, the first day and the last day. <laughs> it's not like selling a boat, but it's uh, because families are in and, and they're excited. And so... Um, Many of our schools just just allow for that so that that, uh, you can walk your child in, take them down to their room, greet their teacher, help them find their spaces. Now, of course, this is a little different than high school, Mm. but but there are also (laughs) um, many ways that that each level of our education work to to um, provide that connection with parents Um, in our younger, younger younger uh, ages some of our our schools provide the, uh, the boohoo room where they uh, a parent can drop their child off at kindergarten and then come down and have a donut and and as they as they tearfully say goodbye to their to their um beloved child and then and uh, and at the same time they're connecting with parents mm-hmm. and we call it the boohoo wahoo party <laughs> At St. Mark's, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the boo-hoo, yes, for the same exact reasons. But then the wahoo, <laughs> it's because there's a whole new chapter in our lives. That's probably the, the difference between your first and your third also. I don't, we don't have too many uh, third child boo-hoos, so... <laughs> But but the but the the welcoming feeling the the this is my place this is a place for our our child is is all key in that as mm-hmm. well. What about through well anything else uh, about establishing that relationship before we we move into the the day to day things? You know, I think too the the most the the part that I think about is we want a solid foundation of trust, and and by that first day. And, and all of these pieces lead, lead to that. And then as we continue through the year, we're going to continue to strengthen that foundation of trust. And, and certainly we talked about communication. Uh, it, it needs to happen at multiple, in multiple forms, through newsletters, through blogs, through social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly the, the, the print, the tried and true works, um, but it's, it may be in paper, it may be online on the website, it may be a push out in an email blast. And blogs add another dimension that have, have uh, really uh, strengthened that relationship. A teacher um, in, in a classroom may, may spend a lot of time uh, at the end of the day or the end of the week and post highlighted pictures. Uh, they may uh, describe an activity and here you, you it brings the, the parent into that, into that classroom. And so the, hmm. the long faces of what did you do at the end of the day, 
is not always met with, I don't know, we, we played. Instead, you, you, you have uh, a view into the classroom. Social media also brings um, the, the here and now for families. And as schools work through a multiple ways with a general Facebook page or mm-hmm. a classroom blog with a closed group, there, uh, the, the whole key is, is to communicate what's happening in the classroom. And, and again, mm-hmm. that, that can involve parents on a, on a number of ways. Our school for the preschool uh, does just it's kind of like a check sheet of things that uh, possible things that might have happened during the day um and they just mark off the the things or write in a little note on certain lines on there just to give us an idea of what happened when did they have snack what did they have for snack today how did he do during nap time did did he sleep or was he awake was he disruptive or was he just quiet during that time what was his mood throughout the day all those things that they can just mark off on the the check sheet what toys did he play with or what games did they play all those things they do a nice job of communicating that to us so that at the end of the day when we sign out, get a little piece of paper that tells us, gives us a summary of, of how things went that day and what happened at school that day. So it gives us something to talk about, too, on the drive home as well. I really like that. Excellent. Excellent. And and that kind of communication when it's daily mm-hmm. is powerful. And imagine what it would be like if you had not had any communication until parent-teacher conference time. <laughs> and then we find out that our child has been talking everyone's ear off for a whole month. Yeah. <laughs> As but he he's should not. be. But he's not. He's not. He's, he's doing just fine. I love my son. Well... That that is that regular communication is is really key, I think to to me as a parent feeling comfortable uh, approaching the the teacher and asking questions as well because I know that well that they're paying attention to what my son is doing on a daily basis in the classroom. One of those things that you talked about, Andy, which which our parents love is is uh, the use of text. Um, mm-hmm. You you are getting communication in real time, which is <laughs> which has um, been very powerful. And just imagine a, 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 as a parent, and you may have experienced this yourself. You're dropping Oscar off for the first day, and it's a tearful goodbye, and he's clinging to a leg, or maybe not. He uh, clings to mom. He clings to mom, <laughs> and and how hard that is for mom to to leave and and know that that he's going to be okay, and then. 20 minutes later, she may get a picture text of him playing in a block center or uh-huh. often engaged and, and what a lift that is. Sure. And so here we see where schools are. Uh, we need to be sure as parents that our child is safe and cared for and functioning. And and uh, and uh, because if they're not, we're, we're not able to carry mm-hmm. on in our roles, either at home or or at work. And and uh, and so our our goal in schools is is to make this um, helpful for parents and not to build in barriers mm-hmm. or to make it more difficult. With just uh, well, less sorry, we are out of almost out of time here. I know it went so quickly. The the importance of these trusting relationships helps us uh, helps the the education of the child in in a number of ways. The aspects of that education are not just academic, but so many other ways, spiritually uh, uh, certainly as well. 
Um, building these relationships is so key, and I'm so grateful for the Lutheran schools that that do that, that work so diligently to build these relationships with parents. With just about oh, maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds, anything else about building these relationships, Becky? Absolutely. Love those you serve with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and all your strength. There is no commandment greater than these. Indeed. Becky, thanks so much for being our guest today. It was great to have this time with you. Dr. Rebecca Schmidt, Associate Director of uh, Lutheran Schools, School Ministry for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, the Office of National Mission. Thanks for spending some time here in studio with us. You're welcome. Coming up in just a little bit, Thy Strong Word. You're listening to Worldwide KFUO. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at KFUO.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.